Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. I want to welcome those of you that are watching online. Perhaps you're listening on our podcast. Hope Covenant, will you put your hands together? For those that are watching or listening, we want to encourage you like we do every week. If you're ever in the Charlotte area, stop on by. We'll make you feel right at home. Uh, Forgive them anyway, the message title today. And this is a message on forgiveness. The Lord was speaking to me this week really strong about this subject, he's, I have in, in the course of a year, different things that are laid out, different categories of things to speak on. But I always encourage the Lord that if there's a, a, something that he wants to say on a week where I have a subject written, but he's got something else. It's like, Lord, we, we do this. This is our order of service that we have here. We say, Lord, we've made our, our, our plans. Now you go ahead and direct our steps because I want the Lord to really orchestrate a life-giving word that'll reach every person here and that the timing would be divinely appointed of the Lord. And I believe this morning that this message on forgiveness is divinely appointed of the Lord because I believe that there's things that are happening and have happened in past years that we are crossing the threshold into a new year, 2023. And I want to encourage you that I believe that we are going to see things change in this nation. I believe we're going to see things change in our lives, that things that we've been seeking God for for years and years and years, I believe 2023 is going to be a year, and I want to prophesy it here today, of an open window for some of you. In fact, I believe it's the case for all of us. There is the clause in scripture of obedience that we see the blessing of the Lord when we're obedient, when we follow his lordship and his ways, that there are open doors and there is amazing blessing that comes from obedience. Now, what that means is that I want to spend the rest of this year really talking about things that we need to lay at the feet of Jesus to make sure that when we cross into the new year, that we're not bringing garbage from the past into the new year. Is there anybody who says, I got things I want to offload so that this next year I can have clear vision and know exactly that God is going to move in a new way, even feelings that you're feeling that have held you back, emotional things that you've been walking through. I sense there's a lot of those things, and I believe for many of you, it's connected to this topic today of forgive them anyway. Everybody say forgive them anyway. That's the message title. So I want to discuss this topic of forgiveness. Forgiveness is really at the heart of what it means to be a Christian. It's Christianity 101, and I'll get into that and explain that. But I want to ask you to buckle up this morning because as I was preparing this, I was reading some things that I was going, oh, ouch. It's one of those ouch or amen situations. And sometimes we just have to say both and we're going to walk by faith. But I want to ask you to buckle up this morning because the Bible is really strong on this topic of forgiveness. And Jesus said this in Luke 17, we're going to read verse one and then verses three to five. And Father, I just ask for your anointing that you would open our ears and open our hearts this morning. Lord, we prepared the way with your presence. We just worshiped and, and we 
I believe, unlocked heaven on earth. But Father, now I ask you to come and convict us, Lord, that we can leave here not just hearing a, a, a memorized message, but Father, that we would hear your voice directly that would provoke our hearts in Jesus' name. We commit to be obedient today. And I thank you, Lord, for your conviction. Jesus said this, then he said to the disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. Take heed your, to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times a day returns to you saying, I repent, you should forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, probably what we are all who are struggling with unforgiveness are saying today, increase our faith. And I wonder how many of you are here that you're struggling with unforgiveness, but you're going, God, increase my faith that I can gain the strength to release someone, to release an offense that's been directed our way. And when we studied scripture, it, it was very clear that it is, it is impossible that no offenses should come, meaning we are all going to experience offense on a regular basis. You're going to have a reason to maybe have to forgive probably every single day. This is one of the hardest virtues, but we do need to increase our faith and walk in love. Offenses will come and life will present many opportunities to forgive. That's a fact. Regardless of what you've experienced in the past or are currently walking through, we all need to increase our faith and ask God to walk us through the bondage of unforgiveness so that we could be free. Unforgiveness is bondage. Unforgiveness is something that will hold you back. But God can set us free if we're willing to surrender the offense, increase our faith. My question is, are you willing to surrender the bondage of unforgiveness? You say, well, you don't know what I've walked through. And I would say to you, you don't know what I've walked through. I throw it right back at you. That's a great, I'm going to argue for you today so you don't even have to do it. I'm right here for y'all. You don't know what's been done to me. You don't know how unjust the things were that were done to me. Well, we're going to look at Jesus. Because, man, if anybody could have said that, it was Jesus. Are you willing to surrender the bondage of unforgiveness? What keeps you back? A prison cell of unforgiveness. You live what you believe. So let's discuss what the Bible says about unforgiveness. If we believe that the Bible is true... The verses I'm going to give you on unforgiveness need to become not only your belief, but it needs to become the fruit of your actions. So I want to give you four true or false statements. We're going to play true or false today. Everybody good with this? Listen, I want you guys to do this this morning. This is not a memorized thing. I want you to take a deep breath and know you came to the right place this morning. You're here in a divine appointment with Jesus who wants to set you free. Remember, as a church, we're here to know God. That's our experience. We just did that during worship. Find freedom. That's anything that holds you back from your potential in Christ Jesus. So that then you can discover your purpose and then go ahead and make a difference in somebody else's life who's struggling with unforgiveness, for example. Before true or false statements, and the first one is forgiveness is a good idea only when someone deserves it. And we know the answer to that is false. 
I'll read that again. Forgiveness is a good idea only when someone deserves it. I will tell you there are many times I'm grateful that people forgave me because I did not deserve it. Thank the Lord. And man, if we all got what we deserved, I'd be hosed. How about any of y'all? Forgiveness really has very little to do with the other person. Forgiveness has a lot to do with us in our relationship with God. And I'm going to hit on that. Colossians 3 verse 13. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave me, you. Everybody say me. We're, we're personifying this today. It's not about what they deserve. It's about what we were given. Forgiveness is freely received. Remember, Jesus did that at the cross. And so it should be freely given. Remember that part of forgiveness is also forgiving yourself. And I want to pause here for a minute. Because if you're like me and you're an achiever, huh, I know I got none of them in this room. I got, I got a room full of achievers because I know a lot of y'all. If you're like me, you have these high expectations of yourself. And when you fall short, oftentimes some of you might afford a lot of grace for others, especially if you're a feeler. But then when you look in the mirror, that's the person you're truly angry with. And you've got to forgive yourself of the things that you did that violated scriptural principles and understand that you're not better than God. If God can release you, you need to release you. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. It's a good time for every person to open up your mouth and say, amen. amen. Yeah, meaning you agree with that. Y'all have me yelling this morning. I'm pretty passionate because I want to see y'all set free. Forgiveness is freely received, and so it should be freely given. Remember that part of forgiveness is also forgiving yourself. Forgiveness needs to pass through us to other people. But you'll struggle with forgiveness passing through you if there's a blockage and you haven't forgiven yourself. So number one, if you're taking notes, I need to survey the areas the expectations where maybe I've let me down or unforgiven, I have unforgiveness towards myself about something that I did that was jacked up. Can I tell you and give you a little relief that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God? That includes and especially me. I am not up here because I deserve this place. I'm not up here because I'm perfect. I'm so jacked up that I'm many times amazed that God works in spite of me, not because of me. But I'm grateful for his grace that's in abundance towards me and you. Number two, second true or false statement. Forgiveness includes minimizing the offense and pain cost. The answer to that is false. Let me explain to you why. Forgiveness is actually rejecting our right for repayment. It's rejecting your right for repayment. You can't actually forgive someone if you minimize the offense. If you minimize the offense, you're not actually acknowledging just how much the pain, uh, how much pain and hurt that there actually was. And I think that's really important because I've seen people that minimize, oh, it's okay. My mom raised me when, when we were kids, we would say, it's okay. And she'd go, no, it's not okay. That's not truth. That's, that, that is actually deception. It's not okay. It's called, I forgive you. But here's the thing that we struggle with, and here's why we minimize the offense, because we don't want to feel the pain. 
You have to feel the pain sometimes in order to forgive. You have to see it and hold it all right there. In order for, to forgive someone, you have to let the whole offense be right here, minimizing none of it, but refusing or rejecting your right for repayment, and that is difficult. Ouch. The Bible teaches that anytime sin or an offense occurs, a debt has been established. That's actually a scriptural principle. But somebody has to pay for that debt. In Hebrews 9 verse 22, in fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Are you thankful for the blood and the cross? Woo! I'm getting fired up this morning. I got the joy of the Lord when I read that. That doesn't mean that you get to punch someone in the face, by the way, and give them a bloody nose. That's not what that means. It's the blood of the cross. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. It's hard to let the vengeance be the Lord's when you're ticked off with someone. It's difficult. It takes a crucifying of my flesh. Think about that because it's exactly what he did on the cross. Literally crucified his flesh. I love this. Tim Keller says forgiveness is a form of voluntary suffering. It's true. It's true. What is that talking about? That voluntary suffering. It's your flesh that suffers. How many of you know when your flesh suffers, your spirit thrives? The more my flesh is put in a blender, the better my spirit is. We just discussed spirit, soul, and body. There's three of those triune beings. When the spirit is thriving, the other two are in their place. We need to make sure of that. We are not alone when we are forgiving this debt owed. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 5. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ Jesus. The third true or false statement, if we choose not to forgive, eventually the issue will go away. Y'all can laugh. We, we, we already know that's false. Can I tell you that time doesn't heal unforgiveness? Yeah, that's a major misconception that like years will go by and this issue will just magically disappear. And I want to encourage you, there is no Disney World or Disneyland healing of unforgiveness. It doesn't exist. Time actually makes it worse because it can turn into bitterness if we don't act quickly and immediately release it. Yeah. My parents used to call it a Teflon spirit. You need to pray for a Teflon spirit that things would just roll right off of you. And, and as a kid, I would go, not going to happen. Uh, that's a great thought. Love that. But, and then I came up with this theology that, well, te they're saying Teflon pans aren't even good for you anyway. So forget that. It's not good for me. <laughs> Like, there's chemicals and stuff in there. You know, I, I just want the butter. You know, just give me the butter. Anybody, any, you want the butter? Yeah. 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 Your flesh does. But here's the reality. The reality of it is forgiveness is the only pathway to true healing from unforgiveness. In Acts 3, verse 19, it says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Do you know that when you forgive and you lay down your will and submit it to God's, 
you allow him to wash it, there's a refreshing that will come and man, life will feel so much better. It's amazing. Healing and refreshing comes from forgiveness. God will heal you of pain when you forgive and you release the debt owed. Forgiveness is key to freedom, which is refreshing. When you're free, it's refreshing. Unforgiveness is a prison to our soul. Corey Ten Boone, if you're not familiar with her, she was uh, in the concentration camp and went through some horrible things during World War II. And she said this, that forgiveness is an act of the will. And the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. What that means is when you're fired up and you're ticked off, you can with your will say, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, this is a choice. This is a choice. Sometimes we spiritualize things that are actually an act of our will. We have a choice to make. I choose to forgive. You go, I don't know how to do that. I can't do that. No, you need to start saying, I can and I will. And that's why I say, increase your faith. I love this. Lewis Zamperini says this. If you hate somebody, it's like a boomerang that misses its target and comes back and hits you in the head. The one who hates is the one who hurts. But when you forgive, it's like it never happened. True forgiveness is complete and total. It's healing. It's actual, real healing forgiveness. Lewis B. Smead says, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was actually you all along. Can I read that again? To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was actually you. Because that's what unforgiveness does. Liz and I were recently having a conversation and it's like everybody else has moved on. And the person that's dealing with unforgiveness is still stuck in that place. Well, everybody else that actually caused the offense has moved on and they're free. That's not the way it's supposed to go. It's not the, no, we're all supposed to release each other and understand that as much grace as you afford is as much grace as you'll receive. That's hard. And this applies to forgiving yourself and forgiving others. And then the fourth one, this is a little different than the top three. The last one, if we do not forgive each other, we will not be forgiven. And that's actually true. If we do not forgive, we will not be forgiven. Jesus, these are the red letter words of Jesus, said in Matthew 6, verses 14 and 15, for if you forgive each other when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And huge truth right here. But if you do not forgive each other's sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. I'm going to read it again. But if you do not forgive other sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When I forgive, I'm forgiven. Forgiveness is a requirement for all Christians. Everybody say all. all. That excludes none of us. Guys, I'm sorry. There are things in scripture that I go, man, I would love if I could skip this one. This is one of those principles that's really, really, really challenging, but it's a test. It's a test because really Christianity is about surrendering my will to his will and letting him take over and his ways are become my ways, his lordship. He's the one who's in charge. 
And what he's saying through scripture here is we have got to forgive and release so that we could be free so you can fulfill the call of God on your life. Without all the hindrances and the bondage. Man, if we could just re- remove this thing, this unforgiveness, this bitterness, whatever it is that's in our hearts that's keeping us down with whomever it is that we have this offense, the things that we could accomplish would be amazing. As always in God's economy, this is not a got to, this is a get to. And, and I mean, it is in scripture that we have to do this, but man, this is an honor that we, that we get to do this is what I'm saying. If we look at it that way, if we change our perspective to father, I get to do this so that I could be used by you and so that I could be free most of all. So to recap, forgiveness is freely received and freely given. Forgiveness is rejecting our right for repayment. Forgiveness is our pathway to healing and forgiveness is a requirement for all Christians. So I want to end here. How do we forgive? This is referring to Jesus in Luke 22, verses 41 to 42. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Jesus laid down his will and said, not my will, but yours be done. How many of you want to be more like Jesus? That needs to be our prayer. That needs to be the prayer of every one of us. Not my will, but Father, yours be done. So when you're walking through the squeezing of your flesh, not my will, but yours be done. So how do we forgive? We have to resolve that we're going to trust God. That's difficult. When you're releasing the injustice, you're trusting God. That vengeance is mine, says the Lord. That he's going to resolve all things. Remember, you don't need to worry about a fight's not against flesh and blood, but a principalities and powers of the air. Do you know many times the very thing that operated in someone that offended you was a spirit that was in operation and you're, you're upset at the person instead of being upset at the demonic spirit that was operating in them. Because each of us is precious and valuable to Jesus, including the one who offended you. That's why I encourage people, whoever it is that offended you, start praying for them that they would have this epiphany. Pray for that. We have to stir up our faith in God to forgive. Oftentimes, forgiveness is a confession before it becomes a reality. My prayer is that today this message and these scriptures convict you to forgive So you can live free and live in a place of peace because the bottom line is when you're living in unforgiveness, you are lacking peace. It disrupts. It's like sandpaper on your soul. We were not meant to live in unforgiveness. You were not meant to live with, I have this debt that's owed. You can't experience peace without experiencing the freedom that leads to peace. Some of you need to get free today. God's power is real. but We have to trust that these principles that come from the Prince of Peace, that if we follow these principles, that we will have that peace eternally. Luke 23, verse 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots, releasing Unconditional forgiveness is so key to freedom. 
We have a God that knows exactly what it's like to walk through a fence. Jesus knew that. In Hebrews 2, verses 17 to 18, I'm going to read this out of the message so it's kind of lumped into one, but that's why he had to enter into every detail of human life. This is referring to Jesus. Then when he became, I'm sorry, then when he came before God as high priest to get rid of the people's sins, he would have already experienced it himself, all the pain, all the testing, and would be able to help where help was needed. Think about that. Think about that. That's powerful. All the pain, all the hurt, all the betrayal, all the humiliation, there is nothing that we walk through that Jesus did not walk through. Nothing that we're walking through that he didn't experience. That's why he came on earth and experienced the human walk that we're walking right now. With unconditional forgiveness comes tremendous freedom. Forgiveness takes you and reconciliation takes two. Now I want to pause right here because this is a big Achilles heel for me. Forgiveness takes you. Reconciliation takes two. I am, I'm going to, I'm going to just go off on this a little bit. I'm the type of person that broken fellowship gnaws at me and will drive me crazy when somebody, I can't work things out when I can't reconcile. I want to look at that person and know that everything is okay. I have walked through several situations in my life where I have not been able to reconcile because again, forgiveness takes you, but reconciliation takes two. There are times where you're going to have to forgive and release and you'll never be able to reconcile. And I want to encourage you that that's okay because the reconciliation part, that takes the other party. It's been really difficult. I had someone that passed away. I never got to reconcile with this individual. And it gnawed at me. It gnawed at me. I went, God. He goes, it's okay. They're mine now. What are you worried? I've already reconciled this. This is done. Declare the blood and the cross. It's okay. It's already been worked out. It's already been worked out. Some of you have got to get over the need to reconcile and understand you have one thing that you're expected to do. Forgive and release it and lay it at the feet of Jesus. And if there's a, there's a reconciliation, great. If not, as long as you're walking in forgiveness, it's okay. That is so difficult for me, for somebody like me that just wants it. I just want a hug and like, yeah, it's all good. We're good now. Yeah, we've reconciled. We won't always see that. But how many of you know if that person knows Jesus, we're going to see him on the other side. They're going to be glorified. I'm going to be glorified. We're all going to be glorified. We're going to do life together. It's going to be okay. That's why I say, Jesus, take the wheel. Let's go. Let's go. And then there's some that, man, we have to have compassion for them because they don't know Jesus. And this reconciliation might not work out well. But, man, we have to have a heart for them. But here's my question. Who do, who do you need to forgive and release today? You go, oh, man, there's so many. I, can't, I don't even know where to start. Well, maybe you need to start making a journal and asking God to show you who you have been holding an offense against. They owe you a debt, and you need to lay it at the feet of Jesus and understand forgiveness takes me. Reconciliation takes we. And so I might not get the reconciliation, but I need to forgive. That's my obedience factor. 
who have I forgiven? Perhaps now the Lord is telling you to go and reconcile. Maybe he's telling you, even though you've been the one who were, uh, you were offended, to go and apologize for living in unforgiveness for something that you've been holding against them that they don't have a clue about. That's the other side. That's called Matthew 18. That's another, another message. I'm not going to dig into that today. But maybe the Lord is, is going to put it on your heart that you need to go and repent and humble yourself. Maybe there's a foot washing that needs to take place, and you never know what the Lord is going to do through that. You go, but they hurt me. That's not fair. Can I encourage you? Life isn't fair. And certainly when Jesus experienced the cross and, and, and shed his blood, that was not fair. The most unjust thing in the world. But Jesus wasn't looking for fair. He was looking for eternal impact. My question is, are you looking for fair this morning? Or are you looking for eternal impact? Because when you lay down your will and gain his and gain his agenda, you're going to go, it's all about eternal impact. I want to die to self that I might live for Christ. Are you willing to take that on? Man, it's, it's not going to be easy. Your wheel's going to go through a grinder. It's not going to look the same. But I'm believing God for restoration today. Luke, Luke 23 Verse 43, Jesus answered him, and he said this, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. If you remember when he was hanging on the cross, and he looked at the criminal that actually did something, he says today, Jesus ministered in the middle of his pain. It was unjust what was being done to him as he's hanging on the cross, and he's literally ministering in the middle of pain. He's not returning evil for evil. He blessed folks in the middle of injustice. I want to ask you, are you blessing folks in the middle of injustice? Uh, That's really difficult, but look what Jesus did unjustly paying for our sins. And he goes, hey, you're going to be with me in paradise. He ministers in the middle of crucifixion. Are we willing to minister in the middle of a crucifixion of our flesh? Well, that'll preach right there. What do we do when evil hits us in Romans 12? And I'm wrapping up, I'm almost done. I've got two scripture verses left. Romans 12, verses 17 to 21, repay no evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all, if possible, so as far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Everybody say, I got to live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And man, that's difficult, but that's part of that trust in God. Vengeance is mine. I'll take care of it. Just lay it at my feet. Remember, we talked about the books, and we talked about the book. We've, wouldn't it be awesome if we had such a heart for those who have offended us that we want to see them base it out of the book and not the books, that their sins are actually read in front of everybody, but that they're, they're saved by the, by the blood of the Lamb, and that we actually want to minister to the very people and, and turn the other cheek that offended us. So powerful. And we need us. We can't even disagree with each other right now in, in the current climate. This is so countercultural. It's so everything that the world is not today. But if we can live this, we can change the trajectory and the narrative of the day that we're living in. This is the key to flipping society. 
This isn't just a message about a few people that you're in unforgiveness with. This is how to change the narrative of the world that we're living. God works all things together for the good according to those that love him. We need to rely on God to redeem. And I want to end right here. Jesus said this in Luke 24, verses 46 to 48. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Look at how redemptive the cross is. And it was and still is. So here's what I want to ask every person. I just want to all of us just close our eyes this morning. Because this is our personal moment with you in Jesus. So I was going through these verses and writing all of these things down and some of these thoughts. The Lord started showing me some unforgiveness and throughout the week started showing me more and more unforgiveness that was in my life that I didn't realize and even the need to talk about things that happened in the past and the Lord said to me, Adam, you're done with that. You need to let this go because I want to turn the page and I can't turn the page until you do. And I want to ask you, how many of you here this morning can flat out of obedience raise your hand and say, I need to turn the page. Anybody here this morning, lift your hand if you need to turn the page. There's somebody you need to forgive, somebody you need to release, something that's been gnawing at you. There's some of you that don't even have your hands up, but out of obedience, you need to because there's tremendous freedom and blessing that comes when you lay down your will and you say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm going to tell you all that my hand is up. Father, this morning, we lay down every offense, even if by faith, we lay down every offense. And Lord, we ask for your forgiveness for unforgiveness. And Father, I ask you that you would remove the, the bondage of unforgiveness from every person in this room. Father, we lay it at your feet. And Lord, you say in your word that you not only forgive, but you forget. So in this morning, in Jesus' name, we forgive even if by faith and we right now put a stake in the ground that we say if you're going to wash it that sin by the blood of the lamb by the blood of Jesus I wash that and I right now commit that I'm going to get over it and I'm going to forget about it I'm not holding on to this anymore it never happened Father we lay it at your feet and I thank you. I take authority over every bitter root in Jesus' name. I want you to say this right now. If you're bitter or you've been bitter, you've, caused, you've, you've felt the, this, this, this bitterness growing in you, I want you to just say, bitterness go from me right now in Jesus' name. You have authority to speak to your spirit, to your soul. Bitterness, I take authority over you in Jesus' name, and I say no more. I release it. I forgive. In Jesus' name. Father, we right now, we thank you there's freedom accessible today.
Thank you, God, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, and your spirit's here today. In Jesus' name. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc, and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.